Welcome to Four Mics, 13 Teeth, and One Ankle Monitor. Uh, today we're talking about There's Purpose in the Pain with Miss Kimberly Smallwood. Stay tuned. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, Today we're talking about there's purpose in the pain. You know, uh, whatever it is that you're going through, there's purpose in that. And we have Miss Beautiful, Lovely, my my accountability partner, my everything, Kimberly Smallwood here to give her testimony. So we welcome you to the podcast, Kim. We thank you for being here. It takes a lot of courage to to do what we do, but we do it for the glory of the Lord. Amen. So we're going to start out by uh, what, at what age did your addiction start? And like, what were some of the things that you believe led to that? Okay. My addiction started when I was around 19 or 20 years old. Um, I remember going to the dentist to get some wisdom teeth uh, removed and was prescribed uh, some pain medication. And um, it like took hold instantly, yeah. like in for the urge to want more and more and more. And then, uh, which led to more doctor shopping and uh, different medications. Um, and I believe that my addiction was started from a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, from the molestation, from the uh, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, um, self-rejection. Yeah. Yeah, rejection played a big role in my life. Yeah. Um, I had gotten to the point that uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to reject you before you reject me. And in all reality, wasn't nobody rejecting me. Right. I was rejecting myself. It took me a lot of therapy to figure that one out. I know. But you remember, like you talking about doctor shopping, you remember we were a hot mess together, okay? So a lot of my addiction was spent us together. We used to have calendars. We knew what pharmacy, what day we could get what, what doctor we'd done been to. It was it was like a full-time job, and we didn't even have no job. Did not. <laughs> so what were some of the steps that, that you took to get sober? Okay, my story's a little different. Um I did not choose to get sober. Uh, the Lord chose for me to be sober. <laughs> yep. So um, what had happened was I was in a uh, a relationship, a toxic relationship, and uh, being put out, just cr- a bunch of craziness. Yeah. And so um, at that point in time, I pretty much ended up with nowhere to go and yeah. had no choice but to go to treatment. And so um, that's where I just started to um, learn how to look up scriptures and seek the Lord. And um, I can just look back now and see his hand was all in it, that it was not me that wanted me to be sober. It was him. Yeah. Praise God for that. Amen. Like, it took a lot for us to get sober. I I remember... staying with you at your house in Columbus and I don't know what we called ourselves doing but we get all dolled up or we thought we looked good <laughs> we thought we did but uh we would get all in, get in there get all ready and then go to the couch just to sit there and just just drink or whatever we were stuck stuck we're, stuck did not um just stuck stuck and that's the sad thing about it is that I was really comfortable being stuck I was comfortable in my own misery 
because I couldn't see past that. But you know what? Even in that, even with both of us being tore up from the floor up, okay, we were still trying to find God in that. Like, you know, y'all, I, this is the first time I ever baptized anybody, and I asked the Lord to accept it because I wasn't quite sure because I was drunk. And Kim was drunk, too, but she wanted to be baptized, and so she wanted me to take her out back to the lake. I said, I ain't getting in with no snakes. I'm sorry. So I said, well, I'll put you in the bathtub. She said, yeah, that'd be it. So, oh, my gosh, she should have seen us in there. I baptized her. I just throwed her back, dumped her straight on back. And uh, I said, Lord, I know this is not orthodox. And I know that we both high, but please, Jesus, accept this. And we would pray, and we would even get her dog to come pray with us. Like, he'd be sitting there praying with us, and we did not know what we was doing. But we was looking for the Lord. We were. We were crying out to him, even though we was stuck and thought we looked fine. And I looked back at those pictures, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't show nobody that. And you remember when, we, when I came to your house, and whoo, we went through the drive through backwards at McDonald's. I do. Like, I don't even know how, how you do that. But it, that's how bad it was, y'all. Like, she couldn't even change the gears, and we got stuck in reverse. <laughs> so we we didn't know what was going on, but we were still praying. We were still seeking the Lord. We were still trying to, I don't know what we was doing. But anyway, all that had to take place for us to, and, and, and we got clean at different times. And the amazing part of it is I went into the, to Naomi's home to treatment, and, and then all of a sudden— I just knew it's like I had a knowing that she was going to come to Naomi's home and I hadn't talked to her because, you know, I didn't get no phone calls. <laughs> and so but one day she showed up like six months later and then I knew it was the Lord. And I'm like, praise God, like we both need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that serious. Like it, it, we're joking and we're playing. But like, no, this is just how serious that it can get. But we also know that, you know, we were still looking for him. We were still trying to find him. So, and I believe he orchestrated all that. You know, you being homeless. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. In 2018, well, probably about 2017, um, like I said, when I was with this guy, this toxic, terrible relationship, um, taking all this beaten down and yeah, craziness. Um, I was, he would keep putting me out, keep putting me out, keep putting me out. And I think I stayed in every motel in the state of Georgia, me and my dog, me and my dog. Like I would rent a room and I was like, can you have a dog there? They're like, yeah. They're like, okay, this is where we're staying at. And I was okay like that because I didn't have to talk to no landlord. I didn't have to face nobody. So it was it was really good, I thought. I thought and I thought I was just living my best life. Like I wasn't around him, I didn't have to be around all that. This is freedom in this motel room. Yeah. So, and so today that was not freedom. That was craziness and chaos and confusion. And I I'm mean, look back now and I'm like, most of my life I've been confused. You remember when I gave my life to the Lord, you called me. I wouldn't do like a weekend to Christianity. And Kim started talking to me. I said, Kim, you know I'm a Christian. I can't talk about that. Yeah, I called you up and I'm like, I need help. I've been drinking all night. Kim, I can't talk to you. I'm a Christian. I'm like, 
so, you know, it's just amazing how God works. It is. And now she's my accountability partner. She's she's my ministry partner. She's my prayer warrior. She's everything to me. Like, and nobody would believe this story. <laughs> so it has to be God. So, you know, I know we're accountability partners, but what some of the other things that you have in place for accountability and things like that? Okay, well, I have a bunch of amazing people in, that God has blessed me with. Um, yes. I have some very powerful women of God in my life that I'm thankful for, um, that I know where to go to, including you, yes, when I need amen. prayer and I feel heavy. Because some days are heavy. They are. Some days are are really heavy. Some days I'm full of still anxiety. Um, I still deal with sleeping zombie and stuff, but... The thing of the matter is, it's taught me how to be a warrior in the Lord. That's right. It's Come taught on. taught me how to be a warrior in the Lord. Um, I have grown so much in these close to four years. Um, and just being accountable today to my family yeah. and being a part of their life and being sober in my right state of mind, I you know, know. It, it means a lot. It's a, it's a gift. And I was thinking the one of the biggest gifts that the Lord has given me is determination. Yes. Determination. Because yes. I've never been determined to do nothing but get high and stay drunk. That's right. And today I have a a hunger in my heart to serve the Lord and to help his people. That's right. To help his people. And, you know, it's just amazing. I thank God every day that, you know, from where we were to what God's called us to do together in partnership, like, it's you can't make this stuff up. You can't you couldn't write a bestseller like, you know, I was baptizing folks back then and didn't know like that was what I was going to be doing down the road, you know, and but we were searching and that's what the Bible says. You know, those who seek me diligently will find me. You know, we were seeking, but we was high, too. So hey, I guess he took whatever he could get, you know, and then he started to change us. The word started to change us. And, you know. This morning, I was praying and thanking God for you and and just our life, you know, and and the the sis not just because we're cousins, but the sisterhood, the fellowship that we have, and everything that He's brought us through. And I'm like, God, what was all that for? And He took me to Psalm 40. It's in the Living Bible, and it's a, a few verses. It says, "I waited patiently for God to help me." Then he listened and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out from the bog and the mire, and he set my feet on a hard, firm path, and he steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing of praises to our God. Now many will hear of the glorious things he did for me, he did for you. And stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. If he did it for us, he would do it for you. God is no respecter of persons. There's purpose in that pain, but you get to choose how long you stay in it. Surrender is a big part of that. So, Kim, t give us some advice. Just talk to our viewing audience and just give them some advice. If the, the, that person that's sitting there and they're, they're going back and forth on, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, you know, you can literally stay stuck there because we did for a lot of years. My advice would be to um, 
to just surrender and just trust the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Um, I highly suggest this is one of my biggest things that I have watched so many women get taken out of recovery. Yes. Because they get into treatment and they go to looking for a relationship. Yes. I mean, like, I get it. I get it. But that's just, it's just a time that you need to sit at the father's feet and to get healed Yes, because you're no good for nobody like that. And nobody's good for you like that. And so it's just, it's just very important just to give this time to the Lord and let him, uh, let him change you. Cause he will change you. You don't come to him, you know, all, you know, he changes us as we go. That's the right. word changes us. That's and, right. You know, and uh, the Holy Spirit comes to transform us. That's right. From glory to glory. Yes. And um, he is our healer. And um, I just I just say today, just do it. Just do it. Because like I said, I was one of those that did not want to do it. I, yeah. I would have never done it had the Lord not intervened. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I was okay like that. And that was the sad part about it. So I just say today to just surrender and to just Get in scripture, get on your face, get on your knees and seek the Lord with all of your heart. And he will not turn you away. Yes. That's what I say today to the people. And, and you, you, you know, it, it, how they say it takes a village to raise a child. You literally need a system, a support system around you. And that's what we have here at Celebrate Recovery. They meet every Sunday at three o'clock. These are some wonderful, loving people. They are here to help you take these steps to recover your life. It is your choice. And uh, we just hope you make the right choice. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.